midday knowledge. Hi, my name is Nos Piwo, and I'm a program administrator at FZSI within the Center for Student Leadership, Experiential Education and Citizenship at Stellenbosch University. SLEEK's FZS Institute focuses on student leadership development through a range of short courses, critical engagement sessions, and seminars. So this podcast forms part of our critical engagement monthly midday knowledge series, where we engage on a range of topics that include critical thought, self-reflection, and explore contextual knowledge. Welcome to this episode of our podcast, which is titled Youth Month, Social Impact. How do students view their role as active citizens to ensure that the knowledge gained through higher learning is applied in the broader societal context? Please note that this podcast was pre-recorded as part of Midday Knowledge. Thanks everyone for joining the platform today, our Midday Knowledge session. By way of welcoming, I'd just like for you to ponder upon, upon a statement that has been made by Delgado. When economies do not take the needs of youth seriously and view them as capital drain as opposed to social capital, they run the risk of having a disconnected youth who become dependent on state welfare without contributing to the gross domestic product. A big and warm welcome to everyone. Thank you for joining us. A special welcome to Declan Dyer from UCT, Tolan Jegele from University of Stellenbosch, Sinegugu April, also from University of Stellenbosch, and uh, Pumele Lani Nshao from UWC, who will be our panelists today. There is a great need for intergenerational dialogue, and there's also a great need for intergenerational solutions. And I hope um, engaging with young individuals, student leaders today, in a round panel discussion, we'll get to some interesting insights and interesting wisdoms together. Over to you, Kristen Sharpley. Right, so I'm very excited for this conversation today, um, purely because I think it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, so I'm going to dive right in uh, with, with the conversation. I'm going to give each of you just an opportunity to introduce yourselves, um, the institution you're from, and also, what are you looking forward to from, from this conversation? I think, um, as, as, as you know, that um, Midday Knowledge is a platform for our staff to engage, uh, the, the Division of Student Affairs of Stellenbosch University, to engage on a variety of topics which informs our work. Um, and this conversation in particular, like I love um, Quinton's quotes that he used to open our session today, um, students inform our work. Students are really the the... Without students and without student leadership especially, um, the work wouldn't be what it is. And it, and it really is a partnership um, between student leaders and, and staff of, of institutions. So I'd like to ask each of you to introduce yourself, your institution you're from. And my first question is essentially, what is it that you value about um, student leadership at your, at your, at your institution? We can start with um, Declan from UCT. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name is Declan Dyer. I am the president of the UCT SRC. I'm also a postgraduate student at UCT, currently studying a PGC in, in education. Um, in terms of what I'm most looking forward to from this session, it's really just 
uh, on one level to engage with the leaders of institutions in this community of Western Cape and, and hear their perspectives, but equally to engage with the Department of Student Affairs at another institution and just see their, those similarities, those differences and those type of things um, emerge from from uh, uh, the DSA at another Western Cape institution in comparison to our own. Thank you so much, Declan. Um, and then we can go over to... Um Pumelelani? No, thanks. Yeah, my name is uh, Pumelelani Mishun. Uh, I'm the president in the University of the Western Cape. I'm doing my honors degree in philosophy. Um, you know, and of course, you know, to comment just slightly, um, you know, on, on, you know, why we're here and of course the value of which can be brought uh, to light when we are here, you know. Of course, what you're looking forward to uh, is, 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 you know, the inextricable value that, you know, comes from conversation, you know, and engagement in general, you know, uh, as, as, you know, the president of UCT has just said that, you know, there's an aspect of which you must note in so far as other institutions and the operational matters are concerned. But perhaps just to add a bit, you know, in so far as the the tone and the language as well, you know, there's a lot of implicit values and implicit perspectives that come in conversation. And on my end, you know, it it, it is of course um, necessary that we understand how the chairperson of of uh, of, of you know Stellenbosch, you know, articulates the position of the students in that regard. You know, where are the students of Stellenbosch and so far? As a constituency is concerned, you know, those type of, of value patterns for us uh, is for the most part what we're looking for in this engagement. But beyond that, we're happy to be here and uh, we're looking forward for a fruitful, fruitful engagement. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then we can go over to Paula. Thank you, Kristen. Um, hello, everybody, and um, I hope that you're all well. My name is Paula Njengele and I am the chairperson of the as I see here at Stellenbosch University. Definitely great to be here and definitely great to see familiar faces such as these student leaders. Um, I'm quite keen to hear their perspectives on today's topic and the conversation going forward and um, just trying to get an understanding as to um, the perspective of the youth of South Africa or the youth in context to our particular communities and um, to a large degree how we can move forward in um, advancing our youth within um, spaces that we occupy such as student leadership and um, university at large. But yeah, great to be here. Thank you so much. And then lastly, um, uh, Sine Gugu. Um, good afternoon, everyone. I am Sineko for April. I am doing my final year in youth work, and I am the chairperson of Societies Council. We currently have 56 active societies this year, and I think what I value most about uh, the leadership structure in Stellenbosch University is that the aim um, is to enhance the student experience, and I think particularly with societies as well, um, the body was formed with that with that objective in mind. And so therefore I look forward in how we as a society's council and student leadership in Selimbosh can inform the conversation today from the way that we operate as well. 
Thank you so much, Sine. Um, thank you again to, to, to all our panel, panel members. And I'm going to dive right in with the first question, um, and I'm going to pose it um, to Paula to, to start off the conversation because I know you do need to leave, <laughs> um, and I think half past. Um, so um, my first question is, so leadership is strongly intertwined with one's community, um, and community starting from obviously one's the immediate campus community and that even in itself is is divided in terms of structurally um with students um participating in different ways in terms of the campus campus space so my question is um what does making an active difference um in a university community mean to you? Um, and you can highlight, you know, maybe work you've done, um, experience, all of that. So we can start with Rola and then, um, yeah, you can take it from there. All right. Uh, thank you, Kristen. Um, quite a broad question, but it's quite interesting. Um, you know, I always start off by um, putting emphasis on understanding um, context and um how context uh kind of like differs and um in understanding that uh being able to feed off from that as to ensuring that your whatever active role you partake in um within that community is actually um effective and uh, has a great impact so what i mean with understanding context is in as much as our space of being a leader at just at university or just at Stellenbosch University. Um, it's quite multifaceted that um, you can understand it in terms of the different residences. We have the different PSOs that we have, the different societies that we have, um, the different demographics that we have. All of these things are important to take into account in whatever initiatives um, that we I'm speaking now as SRC, that we as the SRC embark on. And it is understanding the, those differences, learning from those differences and embracing those differences in ensuring that um, we actually can play an active role and um, be quite impactful in the student populace. And I think it um, also speaks to how often there's, um, you know, as a student leader, you're more so too inclined um, to go with the bigger idea of let's make this big initiative because it will touch so many people and often lose the focus of the value in assisting people uh, or, or in, 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 in putting more effort in those small initiatives that can assist your people on a day-to-day -day basis. Because um, one thing that I would like to highlight is how um, – it is what we have seen within the SRC, uh, the, the impact that we have on students who come to the office on a day to day basis, helping students and helping students in finding their way uh, around campus, in finding their way in how to help themselves act as well. And I think that's one of the ways of trying to be very active in the space that we occupy is ensuring that although we are here to assist students and to advance students' needs at once, um, ours is to also ensure that we enable students to help themselves so that as they can detach that 
great amount of dependence that has actually grown over the years. It's not, it's not even within the student leadership space. It's just in the broader South Africa in general, a greater dependence on another. And I think, um, starting there uh, really, really just pushes the engagement on active participation in whatever you do. And, um, that would be it for me within student leadership. Thank you so much, um, Paula. I think I really like what you said in terms of, you know, being context specific and taking into consideration the different dynamics and, and tailoring um, your approach um, to that. So thank you for that contribution. And then we can go over to um, Declan. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I like that Paula spoke about the understanding the context because something I've been pondering a lot um, especially in terms of the question of this, the core question of the session is um, being present. And I think before any discussion around making an active difference, the the foundation of, of being able to make an active difference is being present, um, understanding the context, understanding the issues, um, whether it's your university uh, constituency, whether it's a uh, community in, in proximity to the university, it's understanding the core issues, uh, uh, the core challenges, and just being present there. Um, and I think something people often struggle with is thinking they are present in a space, um, thinking they know what's going on when actually uh, that there's a disjuncture. Um, so in terms of making an active difference, I think it's it's important to uh, uh, first and foremost be present, be speaking to your constituency, um, be speaking to your community members, uh, and just ultimately understand what is what is happening. Um, but apart from that, I think making an active difference uh, can take many different uh, uh, forms. Um, of course, it's it's uh extending yourself beyond the university space, not ignoring um, the communities around you. Uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, in many, many courses at UCT, there is some sort of community service component um, that takes students out into the local communities uh, and allows them to make an active difference. And that uh, uh, work that they do is... Um, counts towards the, the, the course credits. So making an active difference, of course, uh, uh, ex- firstly, as I said, means being present. Secondly, uh, uh, going out, extending yourself beyond the university bubble. Um, and then thirdly, just, of course, uh, uh, listening to to the issues that, that people are facing and, and dealing with, with those issues. Um, I'll pause there. Thank you so much, Declan. I really, really love that um, with your answer, centering around student engagement. I think I think that's something that really is at the core. So thank you so much for that. And then we can go over to um, uh, Pumelani. No, I, I, I think uh, maybe perhaps just to take a bit of a, uh, not so much as a diversion group, but perhaps um, you know, a, a, a slightly different one, if I may. Um, you know, I I I think that you know that there is, there is 
I'm, you know, not so much a, you know, I, I don't agree with, with an, an attitude that says that students, you know, are inherently complacent, so to speak. I, I do think that, you know, there is a, a role that we play. I think as Paula said, that, you know, a bigger role that student leaders play, a bigger influence that, you know, we play. But, but I do strongly believe that, you know, for the, for the most part in any um, our, our struggles, our, our, our fights, our achievements, even then, uh, don't, you know, um, start and end with us, so to speak, if that makes any sense. I think there, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a bigger aspect of, of state intervention, so to speak, you know. That, that, it's quite vague that I put it that way, um, you know, but that the, the role of, of, of the governing, um, you know, government, so to speak, is, is, is something I don't want to take out of the conversation because, um, I, you know, at least in our case, you know, the question of, uh, you know, student experience is closely linked to, to, you know, funding, it's closely linked to, um, you know, the question of, of, of who's paying my allowances, who's giving me food, you know. I know, for example, in UCT and Stellenbosch alike, both have cafeterias. We don't have a cafeteria. Um, you know, we, we do have a substantively, substantively rather different historical reality um, compared to both universities. Um, you know, as being, of course, a, 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 a former, um, you know, colored institution. Um, you know, so, you know, the, the aspect that was raised, I think, was that he said that, you know, the context aspect is absolutely important, but I think that the context of which we must be debating, or rather, where my concentration is, is to understand universities as somewhat as countries uh, within countries, in fact. You know. The global consciousness that, you know, um, is referred to as well is, is, is something that, for me, it speaks to that arrangement that, you know, there's a substantively different arrangement um, in, in the University of Guadalajara as opposed to UWC and, you know, the navigation, you know, of, of, of how, you know, as student leaders we must be speaking or rather, you know, to speak, the, the navigation of which to address certain issues which are contextually different, as I said, uh, is some, is one way or another, you know, for me, the central, the central, central question, you know, coordinating at a bigger scale, uh, at a bigger platform uh, is, is for me, you know, you know, the most necessary thing, and in that conversation, as I said, uh, we can't, you can't exclude the state, you can't debate, um, you know, student success without saying, uh, you know, what, what role is the government party doing in so far as addressing these particular issues, you know. Uh, you know, so I think that, you know, on my end, student participation um, is not, you know, it doesn't come from the sky for me. I, I think that it's it, 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 it's it's important that you know when students come to our offices, we assist and then we play that that role, or you know, or rather that I would I would you know for for if if, if I'm being you know um, poking the bear so to speak, um, you know play those minor roles. I'm referring to them as minor on purpose. And it's important that we play those roles. But I think for the bigger aspect, we, we, we mustn't be derailed by that. I think that there's a bigger play at hand and. We mustn't be, you know, blocked out, so to speak. So such platforms, for an example, is what, you know, student engagement should look like. 
to a greater cause. Um, you know, engagement on a bigger platform, you know, across all, you know, you know, universities. Uh, and then we speak the type of language that is, of course, referencing our universities, or rather the contextual university, so to speak. But of course, ultimately speaking to the bigger problems, to the bigger issues, and speaking to, you know, excuse me, you know, speaking to that overarching reality and not, you know, being comfortable taking one student or two students a day. I know this makes me happy when I get through students and then I assist those. I feel like I'm done for the day. But of course, it, it's an illusion. You know, and I think that for mine, you know, that's where uh, I'll leave it. But I think that's where uh, I want to contribute in this regard. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Kumilani. I think you've, you've opened such an important conversation, which is spe- specifically when you mentioned, you know, that student success is essentially um, dependent um, on student support, and, and that completely defines the, the student experience in terms of you know issues you raise, such as you know in terms of financial support and assistance and and so on. So thank you so much for opening that conversation, which we'll definitely touch on um, later on. I will then just give um, I think Sine, yeah, Sine is left. Um, just uh, what are your thoughts um, so far in terms of the conversation and yeah, just the, the question. Um, thank you so much, Christian, for the question. So I think uh, I will also build on the point that Ola made about context being extremely important when addressing this question because it all boils down to the specific individual issues that uh, students face. And usually in the structures of student leadership, especially in the courses of Stellenbosch, the structures will like address just overall problems instead of um, like overall big issues, the bigger picture, instead of like the individual issues that students face, but then with the multiple structures that we have in, in, in Stellenbosch, the aim is to, um, especially in society's council, the aim is to then now enhance the student experience, everything, um, while protecting, um, while ensuring that the, the rights of the students are also protected as well. Um, yeah, so I think that's the, that's the, an important point is like, boiling it down to the different communities and the different spaces that um, students participate in in Stellenbosch University and then looking at the active student leadership structures that are active in those specific spaces and specific communities. Thank you so much, Sine. I think you also just touched on such a great point in terms of the lens through which I think the student experience um, is looked at as well as, um, you know, just latching on to also, again, what Pumelani mentioned in terms of student success. Um, in terms of, you know, all institutions, you know, obviously have a very intentional vision and, 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 and mission. Um, but I think the experience and, and, and just just tying it all all up in terms of the of the, the response to the first question, um, in terms of the student leaders, your experience in terms of, you know, on the ground, when it comes to to the day to day interactions you have with students um, is really again as as Tola mentioned content context specific taking in cons- into consideration the dynamics very focused as Declan mentioned on student engagement and that need to to really extend yourself not only within the environment but also considering as Pumelani said, in terms of one's nas- the national context and our local context, um, as well as global that we in, and obviously support being very important for that. Um, and then I think also again that Pumelani also touched on a, on, on a very important point in terms of you know as student leaders, um, you know the importance of you facilitating um, 
student in, in, in intervention in terms of, you know, again, tying it to what do students need in order to be able to actually capitalize, so to speak, um, in terms of the, the, the student experience. So thank you so much for, for those responses. I'm just going to take the opportunity now to just remind everyone um, in the virtual room um, to please pose your questions in the chat. I'm sure you must have burning questions for our students. Um, I think it, I think it's very important, you know, um, um, that we take, we really take the opportunity to engage um, with with all our student panel uh, members today. So my next question I have, um, and Carla, I know you need to leave in five minutes, so I'm going to give you um, a chance to to also again kickstart um, with this one. Is um, so to, on the topic of student success. Um, so like I said, I think Pumelani opened a very important. Um, point of conversation. So I want to ask, in terms of your experience, observations, um, when, when it comes to student success, what is it that you need um, as an SRC president, as a student leader, um, to be able to facilitate that? Um, you know, what, what are the resources and support do you need in order to make it happen? Um, I, I think it's something that 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 really again informs, as as has been discussed, the student experience. Um, so, what are what is the support you need um, to 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 lead? Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, Kristen. So that is that. To answer that question, it's often informed by what exactly do our students need, um, and often our students need funding. Our students need accommodation. Our students need uh, proper psychological support. Our students need to need um, academic faculties to understand that we're un- we're operating um, under pandemic. Therefore, there's no need for them to be uh, um, put under enormous pressure. You know, we already understand that is our assignment. Now, when we take we as 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 a student representative body, we take all of that, sit down with it, and figure out. How can we make all of this make sense and how can we actually effectively try and um, facilitate change for um, our fellow students? And it often comes with uh, partnering up with relevant officers at the uni. And I'm now bringing it down to very, very uh, uni-specific level. Um, it, it always boils down to partnering up with um, relevant officers at the uni, relevant staff members at the uni, and it requires really great support and willingness from their side. And I think it's important that I raise now that there's a lot of bureaucracy at institution. It's you have to you have to speak to this one first and then that one and then that one and then that one. And that for me or for for my team as well, has really um, brought up enormous challenges and really um, hindered uh, a a, a fast-paced success in whatever we want to do for students, to achieve student success. So I really, yeah, that for me, um, the bureaucracy that always exists, and, and sometimes it is evident that it's out of a particular person's hands because that one is uh, a bit reluctant, but this one is supporting. And now it's a thing of they don't want to cause problems within their own office. And um, it's a whole mixed match. But I think it it really um, 
then our task as student leadership, fortunately or unfortunately, is to ensure that we understand how to navigate um, those challenges. Um, who do we then just skip and go speak to first? Who do we then want on our side to ensure that the process really um, is smooth? Kudos to those who actually always are willing to be there and support um, student leaders in their initiatives that they want to that they want to start for students. However, I really want to say that um, for there to be student success, there really has to be willingness um, from the other party side. And often, it's 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 as much as I hate to say it, it's always a thing of us versus them, us as students versus staff members or relevant officers within institutions. And um, and I think often when I engage with a lot of staff members, it is that they do have the best interest in mind. However, context matters. Your best interest in mind as for students as a staff member, as an employee, versus um, one coming from a fellow student leader who will have to go back to the accommodation to live with those students who requested that Ola, um, my university career is in shambles and I need this, this and this and this to succeed. So I think there really has to be somewhat more of a flexibility in understanding where we come from and um, a responsibility for student leaders as well to try and understand where the uh, relevant parties that we often work with come from, just so that we really try and not make processes to actually help our students be successful in their academic careers um, to be smoothed out and really, really be effective in everything that we're trying to do. Because at the end of the day, um, uni is more than just academics, and I think that has been emphasized on a regular basis. So we really need to try and incorporate all of those um, thoughts in all of our decisions and just uh, echoing out em- empathy in everyone's um in everyone's decision making. This is not a bashing, of course, it's just trying to bring across the realities that we actually um, experience, especially um, as SRC members, because we are more so on an elevated uh, level of leadership. But yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Kola, for, for the contribution. And, and I think there's a lot of important points that you that you touched on in terms of in terms of student success. And especially I, I do love what you said in terms of you know the flexibility of engagement needed um, in terms of both students and, and, and staff um, in understanding that ultimately, you know, we are working within. Um, a structure and, and that structure has also substructures and those substructures have sub, sub, substructures. Um, and it, and it, and it is, it is a lot to navigate. Um, and I think that, that, that type of support in terms of understanding those processes is, is very, very important. Um, so best of luck with your test. Um, Carla, if you need to leave now, thank you so much again for joining us. Then we can go over, um, to Declan. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I've noticed a lot of similarities in, in what uh, Ola was saying in terms of uh, the challenges we face and also just uh, uh, what we ultimately need to facilitate um, student success, particularly in the UCT context. So I'll deal with, with, with that first and then I will just at, uh, towards the end touch briefly on 
what I think uh, uh, we need in terms of individual student leaders and not necessarily um, ensuring the student body success. Um, but firstly, I think an open engagement with with management is incredibly necessary. And I know at UCT we are in an incredibly fortunate position, which I know a lot of SRCs aren't in, um, where every two weeks we have a, a guaranteed meeting with the, the exec. The top five of the SRC meets with the vice chancellor, the deputy vice chancellors, and we just go at burning issues and, and getting it resolved. And that's an incredibly important um, platform for us to engage on issues and resolve issues. Um, I think bureaucracy is, is another thing that, that does um, create an issue for us. To some extent, it is useful in that there are clear defined processes of what to do when when something happens, but the bureaucracy does uh, uh, always pose a, a, a challenge uh, in that something can't always be dealt with speedily. A student issue can't always be resolved uh, in a day or in a week because of how many different processes and and people and offices and committees and things it needs to go through. Um, I do also think there's the matter of the willingness from from staff that always poses a, a massive challenge um, in that staff are, are not always willing to to resolve issues and they just bounce it back between offices and it is a reality but equally it must be looked at in the lens um, through the lens of of these struggles of the staff, of the workers, um, often they are overwhelmed. Uh, you have maybe one staff member covering uh, a portfolio or responsibility that should be two or three, um, and staff are, are incredibly overwhelmed as a result of that, and, and therefore it creates this issue of, of willingness and, and um, uh, uh, being able and having the capacity to resolve and, and to support uh, issues. Um, just to then briefly touch on in terms of what individual student leaders uh, I think need uh, in able to be able to perform their job. I think there's a lot of support that is needed from the Department of Student Affairs uh, uh, in general. Um, there's the academic aspect in that academics can often get very overwhelming and then leads to poor performance in your SRC work or vice versa in that SRC work is overwhelming and your academics take a take a knock. So there's definitely support that's needed in respect of that from a Department of Student Affairs, either through engaging with academic departments, now and again writing a, a, a letter of support, whether an extension is needed or a concession or, or something like that. Um, there's also, to some extent, mentor support that, that is greatly needed to SRC members, um, either from past SRC um, members or from, from staff that can, can just mentor SRC members and provide that, that support. Of course, there's also the um, question of mental health and whether counseling services are provided or support in, in that regard. Um, whether spaces are, are made available for individual or group um, counseling sessions. Because something I think we as student leaders really 
um, think deeply about is that this role as an SLC member, as a student leader, can often be traumatic, whether it's the cases you deal with, um, individual student cases you deal with, or um, just things like protests or or leading protests or, or um, dealing with large-scale university issues. Um, yeah, and then finally, just the, the administrative support um, in terms of whether you need data, whether you need uh, uh, an Uboro vehicle to go to your meetings, um, small things like that. I'll pause there. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Declan, for for your contribution. I think there's a, there's a lot of important points that you that you touched on, which I think following on from from what um, Tola mentioned in terms of the processes and, and and things like that. But I, I do like what you said that in in some ways that um, um, there, there's the, the structure also in the way guides one's um, approach in a way of understanding that there are essentially hoops to to jump through. Um, but I also like that you also, you know, highlighted some very key um, aspects that, that that depend on on you as a student leader, you know, um, guiding and, and, and supporting um, student success in terms of what you touched on in terms of mentorship and mental health support and things that are that that are needed to to be emphasized within your institution. So thank you so much for that. And then we can go over to um, uh, Pumelani. Um, what are your thoughts so far on the on the conversation? Yeah, no, thanks, Mr. Um, Play. Excuse me. Um, you know, you know, no. What, what, what? You know, Comrade Kola was saying. Um, you know, and then he made the he said, no. Uh, you know, he's not presenting a fight. You know, Comrade Kola, this is a fight. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fight. You know. Um, because we face these challenges, and you know what Declan is saying that we are very lucky to have a bi-weekly meeting with the management. You know, we would we would kill <laughs> to have that particular arrangement. You know, um, because you know the reality is that there is no legitimacy for student leadership in the whole of the country. Um, you know that the student structure is not legislated in a manner of which it does you know provide operational support. Uh, you know, and and that's the issues that you know. Just to reiterate, we must be we must be there. You know, we must be there um, when you know uh, you know laptops are being sent off, the procurement for laptops are being sent off. We mustn't just get the information as, as a by the way. We must be there when the decision is being made. Um, you know, so I think that you know the platform is not big enough for student leadership. It's not there. In fact, I wouldn't even like it's non-existent. There's no, there's no genuine student leadership. You know, it's a very provocative statement, but I, I, I want to argue it, and I, I strongly believe it. There's no genuine student leadership in the whole of, of the country because what we're being, you know, reduced to is, is, is you know, ex-officials or ex-ex, you know, you know like non, non-official members of like, you know, departments. Uh, you know, uh, volunteer, like volunteers don't get paid, basically, you know, in, in various aspects, whether it's financial aid, uh, whether it's, you know, academic departments and so on and so forth, you know. So the bureaucrats, you know, that that is faced and, you know, the running around that you face, it means that we, the legitimacy that we get to vote is not transferred to operational 
um, you know, legitimacy. It's not transferred to having a platform to know. You say, no, um, we know that, you know, Yusuf, one example, had a, Yusuf is, you know, that committee, that council of, of vice chancellors, you know, that they had a meeting. What's the report? Give us a report. Uh, well, let's discuss the report. What did you argue in that platform? What, what was the mandate uh, of which it was argued, you know? And so forth and so forth and so on and so forth. I mean, so, you know, the, the, you know, really that we don't have the legitimacy. That, that's the, that's the, that's just the, 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 the fundamental aspect that I'm arguing. We don't have legitimacy. Uh, you know, we, we are pushed around because of, of that aspect and we're bullied, bullied time and time again. We're made as if, you know, we, we, we are not people who are supposed to be in the space. Uh, you know, so I, I don't feel, I, I don't think that there must be an argument that asks, asks, um, you know, what, what, what support can be given to us because we shouldn't be given support. We must be part of the people who are supporting other people. And by other people, I'm referring to students in general, uh, but also, you know, departments, you know, we must be central in the same way that perhaps even, a, if I may argue, the same way as a DVC or a dean might be central in operational issues, we must also be in that aspect, you know. So perhaps once again, maybe to deviate, you know, from the, you know, from the the the, the question or the argument that you know are floating around. Uh, I think that you know we, we the biggest thing for me rather is is that we must be given more legitimacy, we must be given uh, more strength, more push, more push and pull uh, power within the institution, you know, to advance, of course, the the interests of the students. Yeah, I think that I'll stop there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gumelani. Um, Again, you offer, you've offered such a enticing um, argument in terms of power. What What is the power that student leaders have on campus? And, and I think it was very interesting in terms of your questions around the legitimacy of, of, of student leadership, um, not only within universities, but, but, but yeah, in terms of nationally speaking. So, so that was something, that was something very, very interesting, um, point and definitely, I think, an interesting question to pose at the end to the rest of our, of our panel members in, in, in terms of, in terms of that. But I'll, I'll park it there for now. Um, and then we can, um, just go over to, um, Sine. Um, Sine, what is your, um, thoughts on the conversation so far? Um, thank you, Kristen. So, um, touching on what Dickin said, uh, about, um, for, for student success, we need to understand that it doesn't, as a student leader, you need to understand that it doesn't take just one week or one day to solve whatever problem that students are facing because of the management structures. I think even though we all understand that, I think it's quite unfair the amount of pressure that we have to apply to the relevant management structures for 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 these issues to get solved for these for for us to be taken seriously as student leaders and also i think another point to make is that um the relevant student structures like student leadership structures were not created in isolation they were created in in in, in conjunction with management but then when management now turns around and doesn't want to doesn't have the same sense of urgency that we have as student leaders to solve and to support students. It kind of makes it futile to now create all these, like all these structures because then what is the point? Like as, um, the chief, the chairman, sorry, I forgot his name from UWT said, um, that then what power do we actually have? Then what is the point of us existing as student leaders if 
management is just going to isolate us and also not have like a sense of urgency. But they made it a point that when they created these structures, they are created not in isolation, but in conjunction with functioning with them. Thank you so much, um, Sina. I think um, I like that you drawed on, 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 on what the other panel, me- panel members um had to say about the question with that framework um, and, and, and highlighted some, some very key, I think, points of, points of departure, which are, which are conversations that definitely need to continue, um, especially in terms of informing the work of um, student affairs practitioners. So thank you so much for that. I think um, my final question to you all, as I see we don't actually have any questions in the chat um, from the from the rest of um, our DSAF colleagues, I, um, I'm imagining they are all really mesmerised um, and, and reflecting in terms of um, you know some very important um, points that you that you all have raised. So my my final question to 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 all of you, um, tying it back to the theme of this conversation, which is you know, and and I asked it in the in the, in the first question I asked was about making a difference in the community. And, and, and how does that look like? Um, so my final question, and, you know, the, like I mentioned, Pumilani offered an interesting um, point in terms of, you know, power and, and, and legitimacy in terms of, in terms of student leadership. And in, in the beginning of this conversation, you know, you all raised, again, very important points with regards to, um, and you realize now my camera wasn't on, um, you, you raised very important um, points with regards to the, to the importance of engagement, understanding um, you know, context, that, that the issues that, that arise within the communities are contextual, um, and, and there is an, a different dynamic, and, and support is definitely needed, but support in the sense of that you know, leaders need to be part of this decision-making process, ultimately, in order to be able to really make a difference. But Tying it to the broader, to the broader question in terms of, you know, in the spirit of, of youth month, um, and, and, and youth day and the significance, um, that that has in terms of, you know, reflecting on, you know, um, the 1976 Soweto uprising, um, in terms of, you know, we saw that as really a symbol of the power of, of, of young voices in terms of how that can really shift um, and, and, and make a difference. And I mean, we've seen, we've seen that power with, in terms of, but even though with great sacrifice in terms of, um, you know, the hashtag movements in terms of fees must fall and so on in terms of, you know, young minds, um, you know, taking to arms in, in, in the sense of really disrupting, um, the norm in terms of activism and so on. So my final question is essentially what message would you want to give to students, everyday students? Um, and, and, and specifically why I'm asking this question is because as student leaders, you know, your work and, and what you do is, is not isolated in terms of the student community. As has been mentioned, you know, um, your work is informed by what students need ultimately. I, I think taking it back to what Tola said is that student success is dependent on the students' needs. So what message do you want to give students in terms of how can they, um, how can students be part of um, making a difference in their community? Because I also think leaders are often burdened with, um, and, and tying it back to what Declan said in terms of, you know, mental health and things like that in terms of, 
of um, burnout and things like that in terms of, of having to represent constituents. So, so how can students, how, how, what message would you want to leave in terms of how can students um, work together in order to, to make a difference, um, that long-term difference? Um, you know, if we had to, in an ideal world, strip away, um, you know, the bureaucracy and, 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 and things like that that exist within institutions. What do you think can happen if students all worked together to actually change their institutions, to make them spaces where they feel included, where they feel they they have opportunity? Um, I know it's a very long-weighted <laughs> question, so, um, you know, interpret it in, in whatever way you'd, you'd like to, but what exactly would, would you want your closing message um, to be? We can start with Declan. Thank you so much. Um, I want to latch on, firstly, to something Pumile Lani said earlier, um, in that a university is a country within a country. Um, and it stuck with me because university really is a microcosm of society. Uh, and I don't think students can go out and make an active change in South Africa at large without firstly um, playing a role within the, the university context and making an active difference there. So I think that's, that's incredibly important, uh, that message firstly, that students uh, must start within the, the university context context to make a difference before they go out and and make a difference in the country and the world at large. But secondly, it's it's this notion of students disrupting and the UCTSRC's vision statement for, for this year is simply um, to disrupt uh, 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 those two words. Um, and it just centers around this this notion of students being a disruptive uh, uh, force in in society, um, and of course there are many many ways to to disrupt. And I think at the core of it, disruption is just challenging the status quo, um, challenging the the conditions, uh, the material conditions, um, the structural uh, uh, inequalities, challenging those. Uh, uh, Things and, and spaces and disrupting. And I think in, in it's, uh, particularly at UCT, in some spaces, just our mere presence, existence, voices is a disruption. Um, so ultimately, for me, it's 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 two messages um, to students: one that they must play uh, uh, a role in making an active difference in the university context, which will ultimately prepare them to go out and, and play an active role and make an active difference in the country. Um, but secondly, that in doing so, they must disrupt. Thank you so much, Declan. And then we can go to Pumelani. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks. Um, you know, uh, you know what, what Declan is saying is, is, is precise. And in fact, if I was writing exam, I wouldn't even, I would just copy and paste <laughs> Yeah, that particular response. Uh, you know, but but I, I I think you know just to once more just to come from you know what the last speaker you know just said you know that the question of of one playing a role is 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 paramount. It's absolutely paramount because you know you need warm bodies you know to multiply consciousness to multiply a better interpretation or rather a different in oh better interpretation better word 
um, a, a better understanding uh, of, of you know our society, you know. So and you know and 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 being in universities, there really is no other space as as you know as 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 just as as influential uh, as universities. You know, there's no other institution in the whole world that does what universities do. You know, and so far as molding societies, molding perspectives of societies. Uh, fundamentally changing them, you know, um, you know, analyzing difference and understanding difference and where to do and how to change dif- and to how to make difference a reality. There is no other place, uh, you know, literally, you know, um, you know, all types of of understandings, uh, you know, of our society. It is even apartheid. In fact, was even drafted in university, uh, you know, by. Um, by by scholars, so to speak, you know. So I think that aspect can't be, you can't run away from that aspect and the understanding of of adulting, you know, in that way, you know, that students must become adults. They must take that that individual decision and not be scared. You know, if I were to tell them, if if they are all all the students in front of me now, so don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of, but but you know a future of which you, you don't create yourself. That's what you must be scared of. You must be scared of not playing your part in creating, you know, your future, you know. And I think that to take his to take history as a lesson is is very important. It absorbs us from this thing that, you know, we are the all powerful student leaders who write books and, you know, Thinkers and those things, you know, to 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 to, to diffuse ourselves of those types of burdens, we must be able to say that let's take history as a lesson, you know, and resistant movements, you know, across the world take different postures, of, of course, because of material conditions, but an understanding to resist is central, you know, a central attribute there is that people must be organized. So if we're saying, for instance, that there is is a, a a a problem that the input of students in universities don't measure at the output in so far as job creation is concerned. You know those debates when we have them. You know when we resist that arrangement. You know whomever we're resisting, whether it's the it's the Department of Higher Education and Training or any Science Innovation or it's the University of of of, uh, of Cape Town. Whomever we're going to. But the understanding that you must be organized as students, you know, is, is, is for me, you know, it's, it's, it's the first question, you know. So I think that, you know, in, in, in closing for me, I, I think that organize, organize and organize, organize again, organize some more, uh, you know, because there's nothing more beyond, you know, one body speaking the same language saying, you know, students were having this issue and it's growing. And it's structural. We all see it. Uh, let's move. Let's do this one, two, three, four, and five. And having that type of an arrangement is possible. It's been done in the past. History has showed us. Excuse must fall uh, as Mem uh, sharply has raised. You know. Um, you know. So I think that we we mustn't be stuck always. I think perhaps as a comment, we mustn't always be stuck in trying to reinvent things. I think that you know, just uh, reading. You know particular perspectives of history, you know, gives us a direction, not trying to, you know, critique things, um, you know, with the understanding that we want to be some saviors. I think that we must be able to work within the dynamic of what is offered to us, 
which is of course to uh, tell people the truth and organize them based on that is of course uh, the first question that has to be answered. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much, um, uh, Pumilani. And then um, Sene? I think drawing on what Pumilani said about a university being part of a, a larger picture, being a place where, an institution where um, perspectives are formed, I think a message that we need to articulate to students is that the ideas that you have here and the practices that you you have here and this and the the mindset that you have here is the mindset that you're going to take into society and i think what students um need to hear the most is that you cannot detach yourself from the problems that other students are facing just because you're not facing it and i think this is a particularly like a very big problem in Stellenbosch university as well is that usually the the problems that are faced by minority groups are then ignored because the the majority demographic does not face them. So I think it's very important that we do not allow them to detach themselves from these issues because these issues are not individual issues. They are actually like institutional. They are embedded in the institution. So in order for them to be fixed and to be addressed, they must be power in numbers. So that is the one message that I would pass on to students. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sinead, and thank you again to all our panel members. I think um, before I just hand over to Carla for um, the closing, um, I, I think, Sinead, you, you, you really encapsulated it quite well in terms of mindset. The mindset that students have here will be the mindset they take into society, and I think that really captures, I think, what all three of you um have, have, have spoken about today, um, as well as Ola in his absence. Um, so thank you so much for that. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please note that our next podcast will be a critical engagement session titled Leadership, Nuances of Intergenerational Perspectives on Power and Morality. So please tune in and thank you again.